Good morning. Good morning. Our service continues on page two of your bulletin. <coughs> Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God, now and forever. Amen. There is one body and one spirit. There is one hope in God's call to us. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Father in heaven, who at the baptism of Jesus in the river Jordan proclaimed him your beloved Son, and anointed him with the Holy Spirit, grant that all who are baptized into his name may keep the covenant they have made, and boldly confess him as Lord and Savior, who with you in the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God in glory everlasting. Amen. You may be seated for the readings. A reading from Isaiah. Here is my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a dimly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow faint or be crushed until he has established justice in the earth, and the coastlands wait for his teaching. Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people upon it, and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I have taken you by the hand and kept you, I have given you as a covenant to the people, a light to the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to idols. See, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. The word of the Lord. The twenty-ninth Psalm. I ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders, the Lord over mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flame on fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord causes the oaks to whirl and strips the forests bare. In his temple all say, Glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. A reading from Acts. Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced. 
how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did, both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses, and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented, and when Jesus had been baptized, and just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You can have a seat. It is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. This is such a curious reply to John the Baptist, and it always puzzled me when I would hear this passage. I've heard all kinds of explanations for it, but none of them were entirely satisfying. Perhaps it strikes me as an odd reply because we don't talk this way. But it's also cryptic in a church-speak sort of way. If I had received this response, there would have been one word follow-up question. What? (laughs) Consequently, I have considered Jesus' answer to John for a while. As I said, we don't really speak like this. Righteousness is a word we use in church, but we don't ever really say what it actually means. So the meaning gets lost even as we use the word in its very particular limited setting. Some English translations will render the Greek word as justice instead of righteousness, but then our deeply flawed ideas of courtroom justice pervert that interpretation quite a bit. We might say Jesus did this to fulfill all justice, and that would be accurate, but we would still need to unpack the word justice. One possible translation might be rectify, or to make things right. So perhaps we can hear Jesus saying, it is proper for us in this way to make all things right. None of these suggestions are 100% accurate or fail-proof, but I think I like this last simplified translation of Jesus' cryptic response. But even with a more helpful translation, how is it that Jesus' baptism at the hands of John makes all things right? We can begin to answer this question by considering why Jesus would be baptized in the first place. Certainly, he is not in need of a baptism for repentance, right? If we subscribe to the Christian tradition and the testimony of Hebrews that Jesus was as we are in every way yet without sin, then this wouldn't exactly make sense. 
While this story might challenge that bit of Christian orthodoxy in a different conversation over beers, we can also push this in a different direction, one that fits well with our emergence from Christmas and into the stories of the season following Epiphany. John's sense of unworthiness is not misplaced, and this insistence that Jesus baptize him shows the assumptions made about holiness and rank. If John is unworthy to untie Jesus' sandals, then why would he be worthy to preside at his baptism? But as it is, with most truths of the gospel, one's worthiness is never considered relevant for their admission into union with God. As Jesus is showing in his baptism by John's own hand, God is the one who makes all things worthy and good by putting his own skin in the game, transforming it from the inside, and standing in solidarity with creation rather than far above it. It is the word of God, and most especially the word of God made flesh in Jesus Christ, that declares John's, ours, and all creation's worth regardless of its achievement or merit. I'm reminded of the story of Adam and Eve in the garden when I read the story of Jesus' baptism by John. Think of that infamous image of Adam and Eve reaching for the fruit of the forbidden tree, desiring to be like God and therefore independent of the need for God to sustain their life. This is, after all, the false promise of the serpent that you will be like God if you eat the fruit of the tree. So they reached for and took what God was always going to give them as a gift, life of goodness, truth, beauty, and freedom from distorted desire. But they reached out to take what they could not bear and snatch what God wanted to give for all eternity. It is the mystery of the incarnation, the mystery of God becoming human flesh and blood, that everything Jesus bears in his flesh and blood becomes beneficial and effective for us. Jesus lives for us vicariously in our own flesh and blood so that every merit ascribed to him becomes our own by grace, by an unmerited gift. When Jesus enters the Jordan and receives his baptism, Jesus receives a gift he does not need so that we can receive the gift we desperately need to receive but would only take. When he submits to the baptism at John's hand, he enters his ministry just as he entered the world in humble dependence on those who would care for and sustain him. In the baptism, Jesus returns us to that posture, that original posture, the one where we do not reach out to grasp, but rather we hold out our hands to receive what God would always give as a loving parent. This is what it means to fulfill all righteousness, to make all things right. Jesus restores us to our intended relationship as human creatures to God the Creator, God the loving parent, provider, and sustainer of life. And just as the word of God in the beginning created all things out of nothing, so too does the word of God made flesh make all creation new by his very life of faithfulness to God and love of his neighbor. Everything he is, we are, because of the creative word of God, Jesus the Christ, who makes it so. God's declaration at the end of the story is not simply for Jesus, but it is, a, it is rather a witness to the fact that Jesus has indeed fulfilled all righteousness, made all things right in his baptism. Because the word of God names him as the beloved son, we too receive that name, that same identity. 
Because the Spirit of God alighted on the flesh of Jesus and animated his ministry among us, the very Spirit of God has been poured out on all flesh and draws us back into the once broken communion of giving and receiving the gifts of God. Everything he is, we are. We are so often tempted by our notions of justice to suggest that our relationship with God is a fair one. It is not. There is no balance or exchange happening. This is the very essence of the gospel. Everything we are has been given to us in the body of Jesus Christ. Our identity as beloved children of God has been secured in the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ, the word of God that creates and makes all things new. And because it has been secured for us by the word of God in our own flesh and blood, there is now no more fundamental identity than this one. We are at our very core, beloved children of God. There is nothing that can separate us from this love of God that makes us God's beloved children. Everything we are now flows from and finds its perfection in this unshakable foundation and fundamental truth of our being. Nothing that we are or ever have been will shake or nullify that most basic truth of our being. Everything we are, every identity we claim, every success and failure we bear, every relationship that claims us, now stands on the unshakable foundation of this fundamental identity gifted to us in the body of Jesus Christ, beloved child. There is nothing to do but to receive it as a gift. We're often so overly infatuated with doing that we forget that the central truth of the gospel is this unmerited gift and its invitation to rest from all anxiety and labor. It's why when we baptize Cameron shortly, Cameron won't come up here and dip his own head into the water. He'll instead come to me with a group of friends who present him, and I will say, Cameron, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It is not something he will do. It's something that he will receive. Central truth of the gospel is this unmerited gift and its invitation to rest from all anxiety and labor. So there is no so what to this message today. Do not grasp for what will be given freely. Only sit and dwell in this given identity, this fundamental truth of who you are, a beloved child of God. Jesus has fulfilled all righteousness as one of us, has made all things right for us in his life among us. He became what we are, so we have become what he is. The only thing to do is to give thanks and receive this unmerited gift given to us in the body of Christ with empty, outstretched, and open hands. Amen. Continues on page six of your bulletin. The candidate for holy baptism will now be presented. Do you renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? Do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? Do you renounce all sinful desires that draw you from the love of God? Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your savior? Do you put your whole trust in his grace and love? Do you promise to follow and obey him as your Lord? And I suppose I should have asked at the beginning, do you desire to be baptized? That was an I do if y'all didn't hear that back there. Okay. <laughs> now to the congregation, will all you who witness these vows do all in your power to support this person? In his life in Christ. Let us then stand and join with this person who's committing himself to Christ and renew our own baptismal covenant.
Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, He rose again. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life of Christ. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and the fellowship and the breaking of bread and in the prayers? I will Will you persevere in resisting evil, and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord? I will, God's help. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? I will, God's help. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? I will, God's help. Will you strive for justice and peace among all people, and respect the dignity of every human being? Let us now pray for Cameron, who is to receive the sacrament of new birth. Deliver him, O Lord, from the way of sin and death. Lord, hear our prayer. Open his heart to your grace and truth. Lord, hear our prayer. Fill him with your holy and life-giving spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Keep him in the faith and communion of your holy church. Lord, hear our prayer. Teach him to love others in the power of the spirit. Send him into the world in witness to your love. Bring him to the fullness of your peace and glory. Grant, O Lord, that all who are baptized into the death of Jesus Christ, your Son, may live in the power of his resurrection and look for him to come again in glory, who lives and reigns now and forever. Amen. Amen. We can have a seat. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. We thank you, Almighty God, for the gift of water. Over it, the Holy Spirit moved in the beginning of creation. Through it, you led the children of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt into the land of promise. In it, your Son, Jesus, received the baptism of John and was anointed by the Holy Spirit as the Messiah, the Christ, to lead us through his death and resurrection from the bondage of sin into everlasting life. We thank you, Father, for the water of baptism. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. By it, we share in his resurrection. Through it, we are reborn by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in joyful obedience to your Son, we bring into his fellowship those who come to him in faith, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now sanctify this water, we pray you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that those who are cleansed from sin and born again may continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ our Savior. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit. Be all honor and glory now and forever. Amen. Cameron, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Cameron, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that by water and the Holy Spirit you have bestowed upon this your servant the forgiveness of sin and have raised him to new life of grace. 
Sustain him, O Lord, in your Holy Spirit. Give him an inquiring and discerning heart, the courage to will and to persevere, a spirit to know and to love you, and the gift of joy and wonder in all your works. Amen. Let us welcome the newly baptized. We receive you into the household of God, confess the faith of Christ crucified, proclaim his resurrection, and share with us in his eternal priesthood. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Please show one another signs of peace. Cameron, as part of our tradition in baptism, we will give you this baptismal candle that you can keep. Um, You don't have to leave it burning the entire service, but it is a reminder and symbol of the light that you now bear going out into the world as an ambassador for Christ and member of Christ's body. Well, uh, good morning. This is the uh, uh, feast of the baptism of our Lord, if you can tell that from the readings in the bulletin. Um, We uh, are, are... Excited to celebrate this baptism this morning. If you have not met Cameron or his wife Jessica or his family, please uh, do so in the in the parish hall afterwards uh, with the uh, with the coffee hour that follows. Um, uh, give you some time to meet one another and to to share some time together. The um, uh, there's a lot that has gone on this weekend and a lot that is still going to go on this weekend. Uh, and we're going to push it all the way to the last hour, I think. So, um, so at this afternoon, we'll have a burial service for Alan McClellan, um, who died on January 2nd, and that will be at 3 p.m. Uh, here in the sanctuary. So we got to turn around after the service here today. Um, and then later this evening, we're going to have a parish game night in the parish hall. So uh, anybody who wants to come play cards, board game, I have this really great game called Clask that involves magnets, and it's kind of like air hockey. Anyway, if you want to come see what it is and play, uh, uh, join us this evening from 6 to 8. Bring a snack to share, bring a drink to share, um, and we'll have a good time this evening. I want to thank uh, Adair and those who helped put on the 12th night celebration the other night. It was wonderful. It's good to see you all there around the fire and in the parish hall and sharing in uh, hors d'oeuvres and, and uh, uh, appetizers that you all like to make. And so thank you for that. Thank you for bringing things and for joining us for that. Um, and uh, uh, want to also, uh, they're not here this morning for good reason, but um, uh, I want to thank uh, in particular Amaya and Aiden and uh, in, in, in the help that they gave us. Uh, Amaya and Aiden are now students at ETSU, and they they gave, they helped us out a lot um, uh, this past weekend with the youth lock-in that we did. Um, so running on about you know six hours of sleep at this point. Um, so anyway, we, we we had a good time uh, roller skating. There is video evidence of your rector roller skating in Johnson City. Um, I am gliding out there like a ballerina. So um, uh, it's there. Um, and then I uh, want to make sure that you all know about next week. Next week we have our parish annual meeting. Uh, we're going to try to have kind of a lunch and maybe a little bit of a time together to, to, to have uh, open discussion uh, uh, with, with one another and, and uh, have conversation about, about where we are and where we'd like to be. And, um, and then, of course, we have our regular reports that are, that are at our annual meeting, including the budget and reports from myself and, and, and wardens and that sort of thing. And then, and then lastly, we will uh, vote on our... Uh, new vestry members for the coming year. So uh, please be there for that. Uh, enjoy some time uh, and lunch together with us and, and uh, uh, some time to discern uh, with your congregants, fellow congregants, about this parish. I don't know if I've missed anything, but I believe that's going to be enough. There are other things in the bulletin uh, that are announced. Yes, thank you. Uh, I do need to say, if you have a birthday or anniversary, please come forward and we'll give you a blessing. All birthdays. Wow.
And I've got this water to throw at you too for the blessing, <laughs> just for today. So, so you, you all are very lucky. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, I also want to just point out that this is Cameron's mother and, and it's her birthday today. And Cameron got baptized on her birthday this morning. <laughs> Sorry to embarrass you. <laughs> all right. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Watch over your children, O Lord, as their days increase. Bless and guide them wherever they may be. Strengthen them when they stand. Comfort them when discouraged or sorrowful. Raise them up if they fall. And in their hearts, may your peace, which passes understanding, abide all the days of their life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, because in Jesus Christ our Lord you have received us as your sons and daughters, made us citizens of your kingdom, and given us the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your word spoken through the prophets, and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son and his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection unto your Christ and bring us to that heavenly country where with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Blessed Paul, Blessed Christopher, Blessed Timothy, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church and the author of our salvation. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Standing or kneeling, let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. May Christ, the Son of God, be manifest in you that your lives may be a light to the world. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and abide with you always. Amen. Let us go in peace to love and serve the Lord.